The Marlins in advance of a series against the Dodgers, and they have won their previous series. So there we go. They are on a hot streak right now. And this is the Friday episode, and we are finishing this week scorching hot. Loud Marlins fan is in a ton of mailbag questions to get through. Plus, the newfound fame for Chase uh, all over the internet when his trip in Chicago. So we'll also be digging into that one as well on today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast, of course, and it's the Friday edition, guys. Happy Friday. Hope everyone is doing well and had a great week. I hope you've enjoyed the show this week. It's been a banger. No doubt about it. I hope you've enjoyed every episode and we are finishing strong again today. I'm your host, of course, Peter Pratt. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Mammy Marlins underscore UK. No Instagrams, no TikToks. However, my guest, he is all over Instagram and TikTok as well. Chase, the Loud Marlins fan, is back in the house. How are we doing, brother? Doing all right. Coming off a couple wins as we record this, so nothing but dancing and celebrating the last couple nights. No doubt about it. I've seen those hips in action. Jonathan VR, eat your heart out. No doubt about it. It's great to see you back. It's been, listen, it's been tough. I want to ask you about Chicago and the trip you had. It looked um, looked a lot of fun. A lot of media buzz around you too, which was great to see as well, which was, and fun. Um, but, um, it's been it's been tough, you know, the last since well, just before the break and right through till you know mid-August. It's been a rough old ride for us Marlins fans. There's not been a lot of fun going on. What's been your take on this one? It's been a very tough couple weeks, especially watching this team live on TV, them scoring three runs or less. Hopefully they broke out of that after yesterday. But you know, setting expectations or resetting expectations has been something I've had to do. Uh, I know we're not winning. We went from basically two games under 500 in a month's time to now 15 or 14 games under. And you're bringing up young players. So priorities have changed and let's build for the close future, not the future future. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's wild how it went so, so bad so quickly. Like it turned and the Marlins just got themselves in such a funk. I know injuries kicked in um, in general. Is that the main reason you see real decline? Was it the injuries or is it something else you're going to point towards? It, it, it's a mix. I mean, mm. they weren't playing great before all the injuries. No. Uh, once Jazz, and I think it was Jazz and Birdie who went down first and you lost your speed in the top of the lineup. Although yep. they had Jazz batting ninth at the beginning of the year. So that <laughs> cost us some wins too, if you go mm. back that far. But, you know, you, 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 you have the injury bug. Then Soler goes down, comes back, goes down. You, you Avisayo Garcia, both of them struggling, but they're big bats that you need in your lineup. Uh, Coop gets his injuries, and BA gets injured. So that's what five of your starting uh, opening day lineup is out with injury. You're bringing up young guys. It's very hard to hit major league pitchers, and <laughs> as we've seen, that's what's happened. Yeah, for sure. So there was, you know, let's. Actually, before we get into Chicago, I want to ask you about the deadline because the Marlins only made one move in the end. And for you, I know personally, 
a tough one to take. Anthony Bass and Zach Pop heading to Toronto uh, to join a plethora of other Marlins, ex-Marlins arms in that bullpen. So that's an interesting approach for the Blue Jays. I'm I'm not convinced that's the right strategy, you know, for to keep piling up, you know, Marlins relievers in the expectation of a World Series run, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. However, I know you and Mr. Bass uh, had a had a nice relationship and a good connection. So just from you personally, how tough was it to see uh, the Bassman traded? Equally, was it a surprise for you? It, it was not a surprise, and I don't think he was surprised. I messaged him before the deadline day, before he was traded. I said, look, mm. whatever happens today, appreciate all you've done, the relationship we've built. Hope we can continue yeah. being friends because I, I do now consider him a friend, not an acquaintance, but a good friend. Uh, he, he, of course, is true, but we knew it was happening. Toronto, mm. I didn't expect Toronto to get him. I expected mm. a different contender, but he played there in 2020, so he's familiar yeah. with the franchise. And as I just spoke with him before we're speaking today, I mentioned, you know, you're back with the 2021 Marlins bullpen, he goes, it's always nice seeing old friends. There you go. Well, there you go. It's nice for him to settle in. So not only has he gone back to an organization he knows, but there's people around that he knows. Obviously, Yumi Garcia, um, Adam Conley, I guess. He played with both of them, uh, while obviously with the Marlins. So, yeah, I guess. The funny thing is for him, uh, I think he only had one year in the Blue Jays, right, in 2020? Is that right? Yep. And so it was the COVID year. So actually, they... They didn't play at home, did they, in that year, if I recall correctly. So, you know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I can't even remember. I don't think they did. I think they played in, in Dunedin, right? And they played in Florida for a piece. They kind of moved around. So I'm not convinced he'd ever actually played as a home player um, in Toronto. So there you go. I don't know. No, he never, he ne never made it in front of the home crowd, but he's happy to be there now. And he, as he yeah. says, you know, it's coming together. And, you know, they hope to make a playoff push and good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, we've got tons to get into today because I put it out there that we I needed a mailbag. I wanted to get get it out there. Make sure there's no blind spots for me, and there absolutely are blind spots for me. I can't I can't ask every question and be thinking about every thread. So we've got tons queued up, and it's going to be a real fun episode. But before we do that, Chicago, mate, it was great to see you back out there. You you you've been to Chicago many times, uh, I believe. Well, at least well at least two that I know of, maybe even more. And um, just describe to me. It looked hot, firstly, but, you know, a lot of fun going on there. What was the buzz around Chicago and the Cubs and whatever, and uh, and how did you enjoy your trip out there? It was a great trip. The Cub fans, the Cub staff, everyone's really nice out there. I experienced mm -hmm. that 11 years ago, now coming back. No one remembered me. I didn't wear the hat back then, but now yeah, I'll be remembered, I right? Yeah. Um, it was extremely hot. I hate day games, and I miss my roof, so I love South Florida for that. Mm -hmm. But the experience of Wrigley is something that if you've never – gotten that opportunity to do, whether your team wins or loses, or even playing the Cubs, get out to Wrigley, get that experience done. Um, I was pretty beat after the second game and then ended up catching a, an illness for the last week. It was all worth that TV time, though, on FS1. Was there any, is there anything you could share from us, any any of the most random or funny uh, people that maybe reached out, contacted you after that you kind of appeared on, on FS1? It was kind of cool that DraftKings uh, made that comment about yeah. me. I think uh, this MLB fan rumor site on Instagram reached out. They took a picture of my tongue as I was uh, licking my lips because it was so hot. They got a snap of me with my tongue like this. <laughs> so they made fun of me. But it's all good. And, and, you know, the banter on FS1, not even FS1, I should say the MLB network, I experienced that Monday. 
Didn't see that show, but on Friday, they brought me back up from the Friday game mm. uh, when I was in my black jersey, and they uh, basically kept making fun of the hat. I'm willing, if anyone is listening, I have many of these, and I'm I've willing to it. send it out to them. So just get in contact with me, and a hat can be yours. I've seen it, mate. I've seen some of those images you put up there where it's like, you know, it's bigger than a basket. It's like a suitcase of of, of hats, I think. It's a sizable collection, let's say. So I, I have um, 72 left. So 72. Wow. There you go. That should get you through what the next like year and a half, maybe for you. I don't know. But well, they eventually turn into this, as you see behind me. This little yeah. uh they lose their yeah, they lose they, the fluff. So they lose <laughs> absolutely Hashtag love it. Hashtag married life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, let's let's do the first ad uh, of the day, and then we can get into this mailbag because there's tons queued up here. I want to really make sure we 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 spend all the time on that. So, guys, um, this has been one of my favorite ads all week. And for those that've been listening, I'm sure you've heard this one. Most of us, and this is a big claim, but most of us have overworked livers, and that is correct for me, no doubt about it. And now it's easy to rejuvenate, ignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. So. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beets, and artichoke extract, all of which they work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly digestion. No more feeling tired and low on energy all the time. Best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. As a listener of Locked On Marlins, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today. And you get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit, it's a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to liver health formula. So pretty simple, guys. you got to get yourself across to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB. You can try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of CurbFit with your order. All right, then. So. Chase, the mailbag is bursting at the seams here. I've got multiple questions queued up here. I want to start, though, with the first one with you, which I think is the perfect question. Who is the manager for the Marlins in 2023? Anybody but Don Mattingly. <laughs> Love it. Anyone but Don. What's you your know, sense? Because I... Don Don's spoken, though, right? Like uh, I think it was with I think it was with Craig um relatively recently and the sense i got from that was don was non-committal around what the future holds so what's your gut feel in terms of don are the marlins going to move on here i think they picked up his option for next year already and didn't announce it um, really in july i read that somewhere whoa wow don't quote it, but i did read that however i don't see him back behind the bench i see it being a mutual let's end this relationship they both know it's worn out it's welcome i uh, Listen to you early this week with um, Man Will Manso. He agrees with that as well. I just don't see Donnie being wanted here anymore. He can't do anything more than he has for a young team. It's time to bring in a new voice, and i got some options here for you. All right, who have you got? Well, actually, first of all, the question, thanks for that. It's from Neil Bennett. So, Neil, thanks for the question, mate. Um, and he's at NBASE, B-A-C-E. Um, Chase, who have you got then for us in terms of options for the Marlins manager in 2023? Personally, I like Joe Madden. I think he has the history Ooh. of winning, and that's what they need here, a winner. He has made a World Series with a young Tampa Bay roster with good pitching, 
And then he won a World Series that was loaded with young talent with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I know many may not agree with that. And and then part of me doesn't agree with it either, because even though I'm saying it, I would like a, a Hispanic or Latin a head coach that meshes with the city of Miami, understands the culture, mm-hmm. and brings that to the players who are also from uh, Latin or, or South American countries. Yeah, makes sense. Do you know what? This is a question that I think is really tricky to answer for me personally, because, you know, I, I don't have that kind of knowledge, historical knowledge in the game to know, you know, who's available, who's going to do a good job. I've only followed the Marlins for the past six, seven years. It's only been Don Mattingly. That's the only coach and or, ben, or manager that I've ever known. And I... I, I just, I'm not well informed enough to answer this question, but I appreciate the way you put it forward there. Joe Madden, listen, he's available. We know that he's available. He's got a history of winning historically. That's a tick. However, like you, I wouldn't be totally shocked if they go for a, you know, a Hispanic or a Latin manager, however you want to phrase it, to kind of help with the mesh here. I don't know. I mean, you, you have uh, Jose Cora available. Uh, he's the Mets' third base coach right now. They they didn't hire him as the head coach as they, they went in a different direction. Who knows if Alex Cora is going to stay with Boston next year with the season that they're having. He'll, mm-hmm. He may be a, a, an open, available manager. And then here's a name from uh, 1997. Uh, Sandy Alomar Jr. was the catcher for the Cleveland Indians for a long time, and he's been wanting to get a coaching job as well. So there's three Hispanic Latin names for you that may be here. Okay. James Rousen, not in the running, in your opinion? We need to start fresh, except for uh, the pitching yeah. coach. Okay. Mel Stottermeyer in the mix. He re- he's he got a return, right? Most valuable coach there is, no doubt. Okay, cool. Um, good starting point. There's another one that I think was the perfect question for you as well. This is our good friend, Aram Layton, of course, uh, the, the Locked On Marlins GOAT, the OG, let's say. And he put it to me asking... And I'm going to put it to you. Three bullpen arms, not including like the guys that are kind of up and down right now. They're kind of new, the DFA, but three existing current bullpen arms from the Marlins that you, if you had to pick three and three only to keep going into next year, what would those three be? Stephen Okert with a 2.63 ERA. Has to be. I would keep Cole Sulcer with a 3.33 ERA. And I'd keep Scott, Tanner Scott. You know, he may not be the closer, but he could get you out of a seventh or eighth inning. I think that they have been thrusted into a position in which they don't feel comfortable. So there's mm-hmm. my three. I like, I mean, Okert has to be in there. Um, Sulcer, I'm, I'm intrigued. He's now back on the roster, having spent, he's been on the 60 day and whatever. So we're going to get, I think, a decent view of Salsa for the next, what, six weeks. Uh, clearly with the Tanner Scott situation, they need to have a look at some other guys and see, you know, what they're going to do is, you know, I don't think they can just continue just, you know, Tanner Scott's our closer because it doesn't matter now. We need to try some other dudes and see what we've got. The other guy, I think, you know, let's remember where we started. Who started the year as the closer? Anthony Bender. Tony Bender started. Who finished it last year? Floro. So Floro was still around. Bender, those guys, in your opinion, um, not required. I mean, clearly they're not going to turn over the roster. Actually, no, we shouldn't say that because the Marlins have have done... They move guys and bullpen arms around all the time, actively. So who knows where they go? But yeah, I think those three you put forward are interesting. Bender, maybe, you know, 
Banda doesn't quite make the make the cut, right? I have him here. He he also has a three point three ERA, uh, but he's injury prone right now. So can yeah. he stay healthy? Uh, I know Solcer's coming off an injury as well. As you said, we have about six weeks left to see what he could do. But you mm-hmm. made a trade for uh, Solcer and Scott, so you got to get the best out of that trade for now. Yeah. What do you see happening with uh, Richard Blyer? Uh, just as a little segue here, because it's been a really rough year for Richard Blyer, and I know there's money owed next year, but I think they've got a decision to make there and you know, look to try and do something different. I don't know. What about you? I like Rich. He's a great guy. Uh, he he, I can't say enough about him and his growing family. Just nice people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's having an off year, but you know that happens. And he yeah. just got paid. He is signed for. A, I think he signed a two year deal, so he will be here next year. Um, yeah. And I don't see them moving him on the offseason. Uh, he could turn it around, just like Anthony Bass did. It's just one year. Yeah, agreed. Uh, there's, I mean, the year before that, he was absolutely sensational. He started real slow, and then he really accelerated in 2021. Like, the last two-thirds of the year, you know, Big Dick Bly was the man. So, it's just been a rough year. Like you said, relievers, it can happen. Maybe the confidence is knocked. Something's happening. But, you know, we'll wait and see. He's got, I think he's owed three, maybe four million next year. I'd be surprised if the Marlins, like, particularly because he's a left-hander, you know, I'd be surprised if they did anything crazy, like as in DFA'd him and at the dough. Maybe they'd look to trade, but I doubt that. I think, he, like you, I think he is probably still around. And I know he's a big influence in that bullpen as well, right? I mean, you probably get that vibe um, that he's well-liked. He's a, you know, a veteran guy in there and has a real personality about him, I think, is is what I hear too. Yeah, great guy. He is, he's the veteran of the crew now. And yeah. he, he's always good for these young guys. He played with, I think, Scott in, in Baltimore, and then Solcer came up after. But yeah. you know, they'll gel. It's just been an off year. Yeah, okay. All right, so uh, one more, and then we'll have, a, we'll have another ad uh, to keep it rolling. But I thought this was an interesting one, particularly um, there's a couple of really interesting ones left. Actually, one of them will get more discussion. So let's go with this other one about, from an offensive perspective, the question was, should the Marlins change their approach? Don Manningly called it out a few weeks back that the the offensively, they went out there and targeted basically just some big boppers. They went for the power. They want to be a power-hitting club. It hasn't worked out this year. There's been no power apart from jazz, uh, pretty much, and that's not what you need and not what you expected. So should the Marlins maybe go back to the types of guys offensively that they were used to look at, kind of toolsy, speed guys, or are they just going to double down and continue with this kind of power approach that is kind of more au fait in Major League Baseball? They to do it, but it hasn't worked this year. Where, where do you think they go in terms of the, 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 the profile of the guy they target offensively? I think we're two players away from being where we should be as a roster. Uh, shortstop's one of them. Uh, I know we're maybe discuss this after the break, uh, but Trey Turner, I doubt we get him, but I'd love for him to be here. I think he's a yeah. piece that would fit. And then that that uh, frees up Miguel Rojas to become more of a platoon guy or a, a, a versatile player off the bench. Mm-hmm. And then you have maybe that trade for Brian Reynolds that, that everybody has been talking about. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at the roster, if you bring them in, Trey Turner, Jazz, Jorge Soler, Avisail, Brian Reynolds, Lewin, Diaz, or Coop at first. Uh, you have Fortes, Stallings uh, as your battery, and LeBlanc at third base uh, with J.J. Bleday in the mix. I think that's a solid roster that fills the holes with two players. Yeah, I mean, 
the offense has been underwhelming this year in in many ways and so it's hard for us all now in the middle of august coming off the back of some you know historic runs to really get overly juiced about this offense but you know the reality is and, and i i honestly believe that avi's going to have a bounce back year i think if Soler it can stay healthy then you'll get 30 bombs and a 220 average which is fine from Soler i think jazz can take a leap you know, it like you said, the shortstop position and center field, those two straight up the middle now, they really need to find some just major league above average quality there, I think, and you know, offensively. And I think that can just completely transform this team. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I talked about it today and put it out thinking, I still think the Brian Reynolds thing can happen. I still think that it can. It makes sense. And the Pirates... I don't think Reynolds completely aligns with their timeline. I think it makes sense for them to to acquire other dudes, but you know they've got their price. They're sticking to it. The Marlins, they don't want to pay it. It's all good. Yeah, we'll find a way. I think so. Okay, right. Final ad. So good friends of Bet Online, of course. You know it's a it's a Friday betting season. So BetOnline.net is your fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. They've got all your favorite sports and events. The number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Um. They've got reviews and news of every league and includes Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf, baby. It continues to be your top online resource for all your sports wagering information. They've got live in-game betting, scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. You can head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now, today, maybe tomorrow, across the weekend. Bet Online where the game starts. Let's keep it rolling here, mate. There's a few to get into and then a few other topics for us to dig into as well. So you talked about Trey Turner. The question came in. I did like this one. Would you be happy signing Trey Turner now, this offseason? It's going to be expensive in terms of years and money. Would you be happy signing him knowing that if you signed him, the Marlins had no way to pay Jazz Chisholm in four years' time, I believe. So the balance is... Get Trey Turner in now and Jazz Chisholm maximum four years. You may well trade him at the, within that time frame as well, perhaps. But you know you can't extend him because for whatever reason, the Marlins will not spend the money. What would you do? I would take Trey Turner in a heartbeat, although I love Jazz and mm-hmm. Jazz is the spark plug for this team. But Trey Turner's the best shortstop, arguably, in the major leagues right now. If you have the chance to get the best player at his position, you take the best player at his position. Okay. Simple answer. Go and get Trey. It's yeah. going to be very interesting. This shortstop is it? You know, the funny thing is, I've put a ton of bit, you know, stuff out this week. Um, starting to think about what needs to happen in the offseason. The most common, the most common response, it's gone away from center field now. Everyone is focused in on shortstop. You need the shortstop upgrade. That's what everyone is collectively saying. I mean, maybe not everyone, everyone, but that is the most common response now is the Marlins have to address the shortstop position. We've seen this year, Miggy, sensational with the glove, but the stick is so way below average now that it's creating a massive hole for these Marlins offensively, and and that's playing out. We, we've got to look around. Miggy has been the healthiest dude. He's played in the most games all year, and this offense has been putrid. It's been historically bad, and Miggy has been the biggest part of it um, and has probably had the most ABs. So what does that say? When he, he needs some help, he's 33. He's going to be 34 next year. 
you can't be expecting Miggy to just keep blasting 20 bombs. He's never blasted 20 bombs. So anyway, um, last and final one in the mailbag. And I this has been fun, actually. And it is, does Bruce Sherman sell the team? There was no timeline on that, but I'm going to say, does Sherman next 18 months? If Sherman could have got the price for the team that he paid, he'd already be out. You reckon? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, he's about 200, or uh, the, I think they, they got offered uh, $990 million instead of $1.2 billion. So, I mean, he's going to lose money right now if he sells, so he's trying not to. But he, he's, he doesn't have the money or the will to make this team a winner and spend a lot of money to bring in the fans, as uh, I, I believe Takes had said on one of your editions this week. Yeah. Uh, he needs to spend money to bring the fans in. I've tried pleading otherwise. It's not going to happen, no matter what we want or what we do. He, he has to sell the team. He knows it. And I'm hoping a Mark Cuban buys the Marlins. I'm hoping an Elon Musk buys the Marlins. Someone <laughs> with money who's willing to waste money for a couple years, please yeah. buy the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want someone... You want an owner to come in that says, I, I, and I've got the disposable income to come in, and I just want to be the owner of a World Series champ. And I don't care that it's going to cost me 300 mil, because who cares about that? Who cares if we lose 300 mil in a, in a year and a half or whatever? doesn't matter. That's what we need, isn't it? People to come in, not view it as an investment. What return on investment are you looking for? I want to be in it for the glory. It, it has to be ran like the Miami Heat. Mickey Aronson lost money for, and may still lose money for a couple of years, but he has Carnival Corp to back his bank up. So it's all for fun and games for him. It's all about winning. That's the type. And, and I'm going to say the Mets owner. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I don't know the name offhand, but Steve, uh, Cohen. I believe it, Steve, Steve Cohen. I believe Steve Cohen has that money and he's having fun wasting money because Mets will never win a World Series and oh, hold no. me to that. But uh, he's wasting oh. his money trying to build a winner. He, I mean, he's he certainly invested in the team. Let's put it that way. And uh, he's got the disposable money around there. I think it's fundamentally from investments and stocks, I believe, is his background. So he's got plenty to burn. He's burning it. No expense spared. I mean, the, the contract to Scherzer was wild. Um, you know, he, the year before, plowed in on Lindor. And this is the thing, mate. When you look now, and not only the Mets doing what they're doing, you've now got the Braves that are extending everyone. They're doing, like, you've had Austin Riley last week. This week, you've had Michael Harris after, what, 40 games? Five days in the majors. Yeah, That's what I mean. Crazy. crazy. I mean, someone then replied to me saying, because I said, I, I'm, I love what the Braves are doing right now, and I am. Like, they 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 just keep getting stronger, and you can't help just be impressed with what they do. However, someone then replied and said, imagine if we'd done that to Jesus Sanchez after his, you know, you know, and gave him an eight-year, seventy million, and that mistake could happen for the Braves in this situation. It could. I mean, who knows? We'll wait and see. We'll have to see how it plays out. But you know, it's just—it's a really competitive division. The Phillies throw money at it too. You've got three heavyweights financially in the division, and then you've got the Marlins that basically are a bottom third payroll. And everyone points to the Rays. Hey, the Rays do it. But listen, we've seen it long enough, mate. The Marlins are nowhere near like the Rays. They have nothing in comparison to the Rays. They're basically just in the same state. That is it. And even when the Rays do it, they've never won a World Series. So you can't they say haven't. it works. Exactly. They've won a division and they've got to a World Series, but they haven't won. And at the end of the day, 
Rings count, right? It's all about the rings at the end. It doesn't matter. The rest, the other 29, irrelevant. Irrelevant. And so it's a really good point. Um, what are you what are you excited about for the last six weeks or so of the season, mate? I mean, and also are you gonna get to any games yourself? Yeah, I have some games in September. I'm probably gonna take August uh, uh, off after uh Chicago. But I have some games in September. I will be there for the Cubs series. I'll be there for the last series of the season. I think I have one of the Braves tickets for one of those weekday games. It's yep. just really tough to get down right now during the week. And to be honest, I'm not going to be paying major league prices for a minor league team. And that's what this team is right now. It, it truly is. I mean, what have you made of the guys who've come up, though? Because, you know, they're up there. They're trying to take their chance, their opportunity. Has any of them really stood out to you that you think, yes, could be a major league player? Uh, J.J. Bladé can be a major league player. You got to give him a full season. I mean, mm. he's batting around, I think, 213 to 220, somewhere in that range right now without looking. Uh, mm. I, I, mm. I don't think Peyton Burdick has it, to be to be honest. Uh, mm. he, he did hit the winning uh, run yesterday's game, uh, this being recorded on a, a Wednesday, but that was the Padres game. He had the winning run. Um, Charles LeBlanc, if any of the players that have come up, I mentioned him in next year's uh, starting lineup, He's the guy to keep because he's he uh, up here. He's the one to show it. We need help at third base, and he he's hitting right now. Uh, and this is when I look at the Marlins this year in general. You know the injuries really hit all in a big bunch. They had like you know four or five guys go down in one series, in one game. I think it was. It was just like you know brutal for the fish. But prior to that, that situation. I just don't understand why they continue to peddle these dudes up and down. You know, they're not part of the future. When you had a Charles LeBlanc that's been hitting all year, and it only took where it was desperation mode for the Marlins to actually play him. And next thing is, lo and behold, he's up and looking like one of the best hitters. Nicky Fortes up, given a chance. The more playing time he gets, he's getting better, but he's getting no playing time. Like, there's a lot of puzzling decisions i think that have gone into into this year particularly with the roster and it feels like they did in 2021 let me ask you this one though which which season brought you more joy 2021 or 2022 as a fan <laughs> i want to say this season 2022 yeah. uh, you know they tried they spent money you got excited going into this season and you could say injuries happened uh last season kind of the same thing with some injuries but they they didn't have the backup players that you wanted to see come up, right? No one was nope. going to say a Jose Devers was the future of this team. No one was going to say uh, the guy next to me, uh, Harrison, came up and he he couldn't hit. And and, and of course, uh, we we have a Lewis Brinson behind me. Uh, we hoped he could hit. So you weren't excited for the backup players, but this year you are. You know, you're excited for the JJ Blade. You're excited yeah. for uh, Peyton Burdick to see what they can do. Charles LeBlanc came out of nowhere. So I'm happy to see him up here, to be honest. I don't follow the minors that closely. No. But it's this year, seeing what they could do with the time given, and I, I'm leaving out Lewin Diaz here. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see what he can do. So, you know, this year is more exciting. Uh, they're all nice young guys. You could gel with them. So I, I'll say 2022, even though it's as disappointing, it brought me more excite excitement. I'm with you, by the way. I they the Marlins were in it for longer, so we got to call that out. We've also got Cy Young Sandy. We've also had three All Stars. It's 
it's just incredibly frustrating as fans of the team that it went just so sideways so quickly. And the other, the main frustration, I think, is the fact that, like, Avisel Garcia, he was getting slander levels in line with what Chen was getting when Chen was still a Marlin. Like, the lack of love for Avisel Garcia is stark, and it's just constant. It really is. And, you know. This fan base is so broken up from the history of the team and the losing yeah, that yeah. They, they don't give the chances that some other franchises can give or their fan base will give. Look, yeah. people get booed out of Philly all, all the time. Look at uh, yeah. uh, Castiano. Yes. He, he's getting booed. We wanted him on our team. We would have been happy with the numbers he's putting up there, right? He's a yeah. hometown guy. Obviously, Sayo Garcia is not. So he doesn't get that. That that or lack thereof when he doesn't play well. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one final one, and then uh, we will get out of here. Um, the Monte Harrison frame jersey is still available. Yes, um, for a certain reporter who's not so friendly to me, it's gone up in price for him. But anyone else <laughs> could offer me something on it. Look, even if you take the jersey out of the frame, it's a hundred dollar jersey you can wear and get signed by other players. I'll even sign it for you. It'll be worth more money. So That's the, well, add so a zero good. for that. Add a zero on that one, baby. No doubt. But the Montes there. And, and you mentioned as well, you've also got a Lewis Brinson. Boy, oh boy, you've got the Hall of Fame from, well, what's that? The Christian Yelich trade? Was Brinson and Harrison, they in the same trade? I think they were. Yeah, they were. So, oh, my days. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, mate, I know you wanted to uh, take some time as well to um, plug some of the, the work you've been doing as well. So maybe take that opportunity now and then we'll we'll wrap up for the week. I appreciate it. Um, as you all know who do follow me or are now learning, my whole uh, hashtag this year has been Let's Get Louder. I've partnered with a company called InTheClutch.com, uh, InTheClutch Apparel, InTheClutch.com, for this Let's Get Louder t-shirt. Uh, proceeds from each purchase will be going to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation of South Florida. I have lived with and continue to strive living with cystic fibrosis. It's the younger generation that I hope that CF stands for Cure Found. And the only way I can achieve my goal of my life's work to stay alive for them is to raise money. So, again, that future generation does not have to experience the uh, not only physical but emotional head drama that living with a disease causes. So, uh, in the clutch.com, if you go there and search Let's, you'll see the Let's Get Louder. Uh, Cure Cystic Fibrosis t-shirt. It's about $27. Proceeds from each purchase do go towards the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And if you use code LMF, Loud Marlins fan, LMF at checkout, you'll receive 10% off. That does not go against the proceeds that will go towards the foundation. Stunning. Stunning. Great to hear, mate. I'm proud of you for putting it together and uh, everything you do in general from a, a Marlins Twitter perspective, a fandom perspective, and, and everything else you do. So, Great to talk. It is Friday. Well, it's Wednesday, but it's Friday. So to the listeners, happy Friday, Friday guys. Woo-woo. It's Friday. It's Friday again. Anyway, if you're old enough, go get crunked. Cheers. There you go, baby. There you go. So with that being said, I am thirsty. It's time to get out of here. To you listeners and watchers, thank you. And I hope you've enjoyed this week. It's been a lot of fun recording these episodes with five wonderful guests. There's been a lot of content, a lot of hyperbole, a lot of takes were made literally um, in the past uh, five days. Here's the good news though, guys. Back next week, (laughs) five more episodes queued up and we'll I'm sure have five new or different goats 
to join and, and come and give more takes after a Dodgers series across the weekend. And I think then previewing another Dodgers series next week. So it is a rough part of the schedule for the fish. Never mind. Let's enjoy this series coming off the back of a series win against the Padres. With that being said, let's get crunked and I'll see you next week.